0: Welcome to New Mexico Black Rifle Operators Union. I'm your host, Sean. Boy, did Liberty Safes jump into it big time. Um, if you hadn't heard, it's all a buzz on the interwebs right now, especially in the gun tube space, what Liberty, Spa- what Liberty Safes has done. Um, What they're doing is, well, should be illegal, but it's not because they're using the law. Um, What has happened is it's come out that Liberty Safes and anybody in the 2A community that has a gun safe, which should be all of you, um, Liberty Gun Safes are usually the ones that we get. Um, I just checked mine, and it isn't a Liberty, thank God, Um, but it is one of the higher-end ones of the gun safe world, but mine isn't a liberty. Um that said, why is this a big deal? What what what's going on? Okay. So a law enforcement agency suspects you of something. You've done nothing wrong in today's environment. We've seen that there's enough um uh, crap going on in the world that they can get a warrant um just to kind of see what you're doing. Okay. Most of us that's not a problem because we're not doing anything illegal. Um, when it comes to your firearms though or your your there's such a thing as the Fourth Amendment, which uh guarantees you or supposed to guarantee you the right to uh against illegal search and seizure. So they suspect you you have this let's, let's use this in the context of what's going on right now. They suspect you of having one of these law enforcement agencies, suspects you of having a pistol brace or they suspect you of having an FRT trigger, a forced reset trigger, okay? They then get a warrant, okay? This doesn't have to be with your consent or nothing. They don't have to warn you. They don't have to do anything until they serve the warrant. Well, they can then serve the warrant, confiscate your safe because you don't have to open it for them, but then they can take the safe with its contents, to whatever area they need to, contact Liberty Safes, send them the copy of the warrant, and Liberty will give them the access codes to get into your safe. Okay, so A, Liberty Gun Safes has a backdoor into every one of the gun safes, especially if there's a digital one, a digital code key that you're using. Um, The reason why they do that is so that If you call them, they can support you and they can let you in. But having that back door in allows them to uh, go ahead and give that back door key to the safe. Now, the law enforcement agents can open the safe at their leisure. Now, why is this a big deal? Well, if law enforcement had to cut open the safe, that would be covered under your homeowner's insurance and the contents of the safe would be covered under your homeowner's insurance. Now, you should be able to, with most law enforcement agencies, once they get into your safe, they would also, that puts law enforcement on the hook if they cut it open uh, for anything they damage. And for anyone looking to uh, get their pound of flesh from law enforcement, that'd probably be the best way we could get it. But now they have access to everything that's in your safe. Any papers, any guns, anything that's in your safe. And that's all they did. Okay? What does this mean? If you have a Liberty Gun safe, do I advocate for you going ahead and getting rid of it because you spent a lot of hard-earned money on it? No. In the future, though, don't support. See, all these businesses that are in the market right now, just like Bud Light, the minute they burn us, burn one of us in our community or burn us in general, we shouldn't spend money with them. And the reason why is then they eventually have to find a way to earn money, get money for get capital to continue to exist. You know, if you're buying a jersey and you're burning it because you're protesting the team, or you're buying Bud Light and you're shooting it because you're making a point. You're supporting them by buying that last thing, okay? Don't even do that. So, you know, when you look towards getting maybe one of those um, bedside safes for your handgun for at night, well, Liberty doesn't does in fact make those, but probably not a thing to be buying nowadays. Anything else that Liberty does, don't purchase. That's how you affect them. You know, it doesn't cover you in case the you know, this particular issue ever happens, but it does prevent you from supporting them in the future. And, you know, later on, when you expand your gun collection, uh, remember that name and don't purchase a Liberty Safe then. So this is what the buzz is about, is that no other organization that I know of in the 2A, even FRT Triggers, um, the reason why, if I'll get into that in a little bit, okay, they, um, uh, they don't always comply or they shouldn't comply with law enforcement just for, a information request, okay? That's what a, a warrant basically is, is I want information on said subject, give it to me now, okay? Um them having the ability to backdoor into and backdoor, meaning they have another combination that is not even the one you programmed into your safe. That's what that means, is that they're giving them another code that your safe has. So they've proven two things, that your safe, if you have a Liberty safe, is um, compromised already or has a security flaw, so that there's two access codes, one you probably made, um, if it's a digital one, Um, And two, that they have a code that's already on this thing. And that means that anyone who has ever worked for Liberty or is familiar with Liberty safes and their code, their source code for their digital devices, can figure out that code. And it means that your guns probably aren't as safe as they once were with that in mind. So that's how we fight this. Now, what was I saying about FRT triggers? So FRT kind of had to do something similar. They had to give uh, information to the ATF about their triggers um, and their client list. And they did this because there was a little thing that they put on the package that made it look suspect. And what they did was they put on the package the shipping label. It said, "Redbeard's Treasure. Now, why did they do that? In today's day and age, how many times have you heard about porch pirates? Okay, What they're trying to do is obfuscate on the label itself that's on the outside of the box or the package what was in the package. And they did that so that porch pirates wouldn't see gun part of whatever and then be able to steal it. Well, the ATF has used that as a reason to go after... Um, that client list because it, they, in the ATF's mind they're seeing that as them trying to hide exactly what they were selling and to who. In reality it sounds kind of exactly like what FRT says they're doing is, is correct. They did it so that they could stop porch pirates and the ATF is taking that as a means to get into uh, to use lawfare to go after law-abiding citizens who just purchased a product that helped cut down with split times. Going forward, do, would you support FRT or should you? Well, there's a, currently a case, and I've talked about it a lot on here, um, that is in going through process right now, that they have a very good chance at winning because of the ATF's definition of what a f- machine gun is. And their definition states very simply that it, with one action of the gun, of the one action of the trigger, so one pull of the trigger, that multiple rounds are fired. Well, the FRT trigger and triggers like it, that's not the case. You pull one, you pull the trigger one time, one round goes down, and then as you let up, kind of like an echo trigger. It resets really fast and allows you to get another round off. Just because it increases the rate of fire doesn't mean that is a machine gun because their definition says that it has to take one action of the trigger. So each action of the trigger, whether you pull it or release it, is an action of the trigger. Okay, that's what the difference is. Now there are some states like Washington State that has um, rate of fire uh, definitions for machine guns. Now that becomes something that they could use against you with something like an FRT trigger. But in states like mine, where they don't, which is New Mexico, uh, the New Mexico Black Rifle Operators Union, but the reason why it wouldn't fly in New Mexico is if they stick with the ATF's definition, which means that with a single action of the trigger, a single motion of the trigger has to to fire multiple rounds and by that definition which the atf's definition still stands is what defines a machine gun it's only when they do that stuff at the state level where they start bringing in rates of fire that we have to start worrying now the same thing goes for liberty i guess you know you support them if you want to you do you But I can tell you that if they already have, as an IT guy, if they already have a flaw in them that allows a backdoor code to be used or a backdoor key or any type of way to get into the device other than the one you know of, that means they're compromised. And as I said, I understand it from a customer service standpoint that people forget their combinations and then they need to go uh, call them and figure out what the hell is actually the problem, and can they get into their safe and reset their safe. Top that, a lot of electrical safes are uh, digital safes, I should say, digital combination safes. The batteries will run out, you know, at some time, and you may not know that. And now you have to replace the battery. I would hope the code is in something called NV RAM, non-volatile RAM, that it would remember that, but that's not necessarily a case, I guess, especially for older ones, which means that you need to know that the customer service guys can help you get in. Well, that was their thing, and now the ATF or any law enforcement agency can use it against you. Just some things to be aware of. That's what the big buzz is right now. Um, Everyone else is in hurry up and wait. We're waiting on the next shoe to drop on all the cases that are in play right now. They announced today, November 7th, is uh, Rahimi versus Garland, which is the, if you know anything about the case, this has some possible good things to happen with the 2A, but Rahimi himself was a bad dude. So the plaintiff in the case beat his wife, was a drug dealer, did some other stuff. And what they're trying to do is show that the Second Amendment isn't dependent on the character of the person it's dependent on the person being an american citizen so that we have some merit with but there's some case law there that could bite us in the butt because rahimi is kind of a turd so that's what's going on i've given you the update there what's going on in the rest of the world um, i can tell you there's more crap going on in china um As Lots of people like to say that China is the biggest threat to the United States. I don't see it that way. I'm very bullish on the idea that China could ever be anything, um, despite they have a a huge population. Um, Right now, there's been reports of tanks in Beijing that have made uh, Xi Jinping nervous. Um, They've had another two typhoons hit their grain belt. Uh, which means that they're very food insecure, which they already were, but now it's even worse. Their housing market is collapsing. Um, That's the state of China right now. And when I say collapsing, I mean to the tune of 52% of the bank's assets as well as the rest of that that the civilian populace owns are now worthless. Um, They're about to have an economic downturn that's going to make 2008 and Enron look like a cherry bomb. It's going to be a nuclear explosion in China. And any bank that has had exposure to Chinese assets is probably going to lose all of them. Now that means that some of the bigger banks in the United States are probably going to have a little bit of problems. Um, They've had a year and a half to know that this was coming. Um, You would think that they would have divested from China. And I say a year and a half because once we saw what was happening with Ukraine and the Russians, most banks that I know of, most bank officers, because I've talked to a few of them, trying to just be aware of what the hell is going on, even though I don't have a ton of money in the banks. um, What they told me was they were divesting because of foreign assets because they realized that that exposed them to a lot of potential for loss. Now I would hope that these banks have learned from their past mistakes, but who knows? Um, they're still persecuting American citizens. There's another uh, journalist. Um, I think he he was worth InfoWars. So I'm not very familiar with his name, and he um, he's now being called upon to be arrested. Because he was outside the Capitol itself, like outside the Capitol building, calling for peaceful protest, just using speech, uh, free speech. And they're going after him now, saying they need to arrest him even though it was just free speech. So what they're doing is they're going after political opponents, whether it's Trump, whether it's this gentleman, or whether it's anyone that made the mistake of going to January 6th. Now. I have been very critical, and I still am very critical, of anyone that was caught up in the January 6th stuff because they knew better. They knew that there was something not right about that situation. They should have stayed on the outside of the building just to let themselves not get mixed up in the fight because there are bad actors on both sides, I believe, and any time you take any large group of people, it only takes a few to start a riot, and that's what happened. Um, I personally think that there was a lot of federal involvement in that, but you should have been smarter knowing that the feds were going to be there. I mean, you, you, you knew this was a PSYOP, at least that's my belief for the January 6th stuff. At the same time, I have very, I'm very pissed off that anyone that's been tied up for walking through the Capitol. Uh, some of these grandmoms, you know, that were waving little flags and were let in by the police because that's been shown on video. Um, these people are facing years in prison. You know, people. It's been reported that Enrique Enrique Tario, the Proud Boys found not founder but leader Enrique Tario is now facing 22 years in jail. I mean, he's he's been convicted, and he's going to be 22 years in jail because of the stuff associated with that. Enrique Etario Enrique wasn't even in D.C. or in that riot. He was... Uh, his cases are for supporting the Proud Boys um, in their endeavors there. One of the other Proud Boy guys... Uh, I don't remember his name. He's been convicted for seventeen years. You know, if you've looked at the pictures or seen the pictures of the treatment of the people that have been arrested for this, some of these of not some of these people have not even had a chance to get um, to speak to a lawyer or to see their family. For you know, this was in two thousand twenty, right or twenty twenty, January 6, twenty twenty. So we're going on three years now that these people have been arrested. And there's been no real conviction. There's been no trial for these people. And they never got their day in court, yet they're rotten in prison. This is what the federal government is doing under this administration. And we need to be very cognizant of that power that they have and how they exercise that power. And if the liberty stuff doesn't spook you, it should, because just the mere accusation, it seems can get you thrown away in jail nowadays. Like, share, subscribe, be great.